Rabotai, um, I'm going to just say over one more point, and that is, that's very important, which I like to speak out about the man. You, everybody hear about the man? Everybody heard about the man? What was the few complaints about the man? One comp- people were complaining. Look what they're complaining. Imagine, this is complaining. One complaint was, I'm going to the bed. Ba- what, what was the complaint? Anybody know? Tell me. One, tell me one. They couldn't keep it overnight. That's one of the complaints. Oh man, I, I, hold, I hold the man and I can't keep it overnight. Why is that, why is that a problem? You know why? Because people, what are they scared of? What's going to be the next day? But there was more complaints. What was more complaints? They, they, want, they want to physically see food. You don't want to see like, like, show me the meat, show me the potatoes, show me the onion, show me the garlic. What is this over here? But there was another thing. What was that? They couldn't go to the bathroom. So they were complaining. Look, this food. It's crazy. Imagine I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating. Imagine eating 100 days and you don't go to the bathroom. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> Call the doctor. Yeah. You, know, you know what the answer was? You know what the answer was? The man was so holy that everything that you went in was all shah. You didn't have to go to the bathroom. So really, in essence, it was a false complaint. It was a false complaint. And I'll tell you why it was another false complaint. You know why? What were they complaining? They wanted meat. They wanted basar. Show me the red meat. Show me the meat. Guess what? They had all the cattle from Egypt. Why don't they do shechita? Cut the meat. What are they doing? They, they came out of Egypt with so much cattle. So go cut your cow and eat the meat. Go roast it, make a barbecue, and eat it. What do you want? You know why? Because deep, deep down, you have to understand, by the way, you don't think it was, it was the Erev Rav. You know who the Erev Rav was? It was the Erev Rav that started, that usually started all these problems. Erev Rav was the Egyptians that converted to Judaism and they want to come to be with the Jews and therefore what happened was they were the ones, oh, they always wanted to really go back to Egypt. They wanted, so they were, they, 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 they were, they really, it sounds like it wasn't really, 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 really real because they just wanted to get saved from Egypt to, to be with us and there was the Erev Rav and they complained and they complained and what they got, other people involved, they still involved. So, what do they complain? We want real meat. Okay, want real meat? Yeah, so you know what people were saying? Ah, maybe Hashem can't give real meat in, in the desert. Maybe this man could only come also because Hashem can't provide. Guess what? Now Hashem gets upset. You think that I can't provide for you? Are you kidding me? Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Are you majnun in the head? Okay. He tells Moshe, Moshe, just go tell the people. 24 hours, they're going to have their meat. But guess what? Once they have their meat, they're going to get a very big punishment. So you could have warned them. You could have warned them before that if you get this meat, you're going to get punished from God because you don't believe that He can provide, you're going to get punished. What does Moshe do? Moshe goes and tells the people, you know, boys, guys, come on, guys. Let's be real. Hashem can provide. Hashem can give you meat. I'm telling you, don't ask for the meat. Be happy with the man. What do people say? Ah, Moshe. So really, Hashem can provide. So you're just trying to convince us to stop complaining so to show, to prove that... No, no, we're not going to stop complaining. No, we want to see Hashem provide. Oh, Hashem says, you don't believe that I can give even in the Midbar? Oh, within 24 hours I'll be... Hashem could have done it in a second. But He was giving a warning for them to make Shuvah. Okay, you're not doing Shuvah? No problem. No problem. He waited for the Tzadikim to go into the house and there was a swarm of meat, Slav, 
burnt slav. Slav was like a type of meat. The Midrash says that this meat was so tasty that you couldn't have any better meat like this in your life until the time of Mashiach. We're going to have the Leviathan meat. That's going to be for the Tzadikim. Make sure you keep kosher because you want to taste that meat, by the way. This is going to be heavy meat. No joke, no joke. No joke, I'm serious. They have, they, the Gemara even says, the Gemara even says, they have, the Gemara says they have wine. You know what kind of wine they have, the Gemara says? You know what kind of wine? You know how, how aged the wine is? Huh? From the beginning of creation, Hashem took, Hashem took some grapes and he, like, you know, fermenting, you know? You know, you have aged wine, two years old. 24 months in French oak, this, that, you know what I'm saying? All right, Hashem has for 6,000 years wine that's ready to go for the tzaddikim. You want to keep kosher? Keep kosher because you're going to taste this wine. This wine is from, it's the last, last Amud in Mesech HaBarachot on the fifth panic. Check it out. I believe it's Lama Dalai Amud Bet. Lama Dalai Amud Bet. It says over there, it says, Ain Lora Ata. What's this Ain Lora Ata? Nobody can see this wine, but there's designated wine. Designated wine. Sometimes you go to the restaurant, they have, you know, you order a bottle, they have this thing, and they put the glaze, and you have like, and you have that, you know, you know what I'm talking about? They have that filter, and, and coming down, hashubi, and, and, and you know, you take the wine, and you're swirling it in the cup, you know, da 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 whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you drink it, right? You know what I'm talking about it now. So all of a sudden, over here, a guy, after 120, right? After Mashiach comes, is that Hashem's gonna bring, mark my words, by the way, mark my words. You, 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 uh, a fact, by the way, fact. You see, you get this wine, whoa, Rabbi, you're right, we're chilling now, we're chilling now. Sipping the wine, relaxing, ah, this is great. Imagine 6,000 years they're, they're fermenting this wine for you, because Hashem loves us so much, He only wants to give. So now these bozos over here, few guys in the in, in the midbar, they want to mess around. Eh, Hashem can't provide. What are you talking about? What are you saying? This, this, that. So he waited for that. So they came to walk inside the house. Once they walked inside, he brought a wind. All these birds coming down with heavy duty. This meat was crazy. Hitting people in the face. You know, oh, what is this? Yeah, you wanted me. Fuck, you wanted me? Hashem says, you want me? Boom. He chucks that dog. You know that? Talking this, that. He's trying to go this way, that way. And the meat is hitting him that way, that way. The Midrash says, so more people, so many people died at that just that day when the meat was just coming down. He says you, you, you don't believe Hashem? Midrash, by the way, you don't believe Hashem? Hashem will knock your head off before people. Anyway, it says that Midrash brings down that there was so much birds, this tasty, tasty meat that it was up to like the heart of the person. So therefore, even the lazy guy, you know, some of them are really lazy. They don't want to bend. You know, my back, my this, my that. Really, they 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 they're sketching. They're really lazy. They don't want to bend. Right. So at the end of the day, what happens? Hashem made a miracle that all the meat would go up to their, their heart. And all they had to do is eat like that. It says the people, the bigger rasha you are, the faster what happens, the guy's going to die. Some people, big rasha, he ate a little bit, he died on the spot. Some people, they wanted a, a little bit more, they spoke about shonara, what happens, they, their, their throats got choked. And all of a sudden, some people, they wanted something else, in their stomach, they, and it says all the meat, it says all the meat that was going into their bodies, in their intestines, it turned into worms. Turn into worms, yes. It says they turn into worms. So all that they gained from the complaining, guess what? What happened with all the complaints? Zero. Zero. They get nothing. Rabotai. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you two reasons why. One reason is sometimes in life, some people are going through a hardship. Things got, got thrown in your face, yes. It's a hardship. What do you do in that situation? Two things. You shut your mouth. 
You don't ever complain to God. Don't ever complain to God. Heaven forbid. Hardship comes to you, you shut your mouth. You, you put your head down low. You know there's a wave. There's two ways to beat. There's two ways to beat the wave. You got that? Two ways to beat the wave. One way is you stand strong like this, and the wave hits you. That usually not everybody can stand that. Or another way is you go underneath the wave. You go underneath the wave. You don't you don't fight it. You go underneath it. Hardship comes to our wave sometimes. A big wave is coming. Don't be a tough guy. Why you this? Why that? Don't be a tough guy. Don't be that guy. Hashem doesn't like that guy. Oh, why, why, why? You complaining? Why? I give you everything for, for one thing goes wrong in your life and you're going crazy. Even if ten things go wrong, it doesn't make a difference. I'm God. I know exactly what's good. I love you more than you love yourself. So what do you do? You duck down. You humble yourself. Hashem, you're good. You're great. I'm not complaining. Shut your mouth. Put your head down and you, and you ride the wave. And guess what? This is a Kabbalah. It says this in Gemara, in Mesechet Barachot, in Perek Teshi'i, the ninth Perek Barachot. It says Kabbalah. Yisurim. Kabbalah Yisurim. Shtikuta umibai rachame. You know what that means? The rabbi said, I have a Kabbalah. I have an acceptance from generation, from generation to generation. That what? If hardship is coming to you, what do you do? Shtikuta. You shut up. You don't complain to God. Oh, complain. Oh, why? Oh, this. Oh, that. They don't complain. Don't complain. I know everything Hashem you do is good. I'm going through a hard time. I know it. But I know Hashem you're good. And I know whatever you do is good. And I know you'll never ever hurt me. And I know you're awesome, God. And guess what? I'm going to shut my mouth because I know you're in control of my life. And I know you're doing everything good for me. So I'm going to shut my mouth now. Like the Gemara says, I'm going to shut my mouth. But I'll tell you. What's You pray. Hashem, please. Save me though. Save me, Hashem. Please. Save me. I can't handle this and I can't handle that. You know what's good for me, but Hashem, please, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. Save me from this trouble. Please, I beg you. Keep on begging Hashem to save you. Keep on begging Hashem. Take it away, Hashem. I can't take it. It's very hard for me. Beg Hashem that your hardship should go away. You have to beg Him. Beg like a baby. Beg like a crying baby. Cry like a, like a father who cry, Like a son. Like a son who cried to his baby. You know? So, so they just cry and cry. Hashem, please, please, please. That is the way to get out of tragedy. People are messed up. They don't do that. What do they do? Complain, ah, ma, ma, ma. What are you doing? What are you doing? You big fat baby, you know? You like you like the kid who cries. Ah, ma, 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 he took my lollipop. Ma, 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 ma. Relax. Just relax. Life is, yeah, there's gonna be tragedy, yes. But guess what? Keep your mouth shut. Shem knows what he's doing. You are in the back seat. You're not the driver. You're in the back seat. Hashem is driving you. You're not the driver. You shut your mouth. This is the way where Hashem is taking me. I'm not complaining against you, Hashem. And you start begging me, Hashem, please. It's very hard. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. And guess what? Hashem will pull through. Hashem will pull through. You could rely on Him. You could rely on Him. There was a guy over here. He told me a whole, whole shebang. He's been telling me his life story for about two years to three years. Okay? Every time another complaint, another complaint, another complaint, another complaint, another complaint, another complaint. You know, it got up to here for me. Another complaints. But guess what? The first time in his life, he came over to me the other day and he started crying. I said, why are you crying? Why are you crying? He tells me, because Rabbi, I could swear to you. I could swear to you. Hashem never let me down once. You're hearing my complaints for two to three years. But I could swear to you. Hashem never let me down once. Hashem will never let you down. 
He's your father. He's your tati. He's your daddy. He's whatever you want to call him, you know. He's your, he's your father, yeah. Bottom line is, pray to him. Keep your mouth shut. Because guess what? You see from the Meraglim, it didn't even help. They complain, not from the Meraglim, from the, from the Basad. They complain. They got what they want. You want it? You complaining? Yeah? Okay, here you go. It didn't help. It doesn't help. And that's the great lesson that we learn from this uh, Parashat Shavuah. Just one minute, guys. You can play that.